0: Hello, and welcome to the Sitati Wasilo podcast series, a platform that seeks to enlighten, empower, and emancipate humanity. In this episode, I focus on the 33rd anniversary of Thomas Sankara's death. Born on December 21st, 1949, Sankara became Burkina Faso's president on August 4th, 1983, until October 15, 1987, when he was killed in a bloody coup. Following his assassination, Blaise Kampaori took over as president of the Bakinabe people and ruled for 27 years before being hounded out of office in a civilian-led coup and resigned on October 31, 2014. From being Sankara's comrade-in-arms to murderer in chief Blaise Campari was certainly a pawn in a geopolitical chess game. But who were the masters of the game? According to an article published by Radio France International in February 2013, while quoting French Member of Parliament Andrew Chassain, The anti-Sankara coup was supported by Côte d'Ivoire, Liberia, Libya, USA, and France. It must be remembered that Sankara's assassination was directly linked to his tough stance against imperialism. Sankara was a rare breed of African politicians who tackled imperialism and neo-colonial policies heads-on. To say the least, he not only spoke his mind but ensured that his actions matched his words. That's what we lack in the mainstream African political space today. A fundamental understanding of Sankarism, that is Sankara's grand ideas of development, can be obtained by reading a book known as Thomas Sankara's Picks, which is a collection of some of his speeches. And interviews. Sankaraism as a philosophy propagates the following ideas. First, economic independence. Sankara was vocal against external debt, which he believed was a tool to further the funds of imperialism. In a speech delivered at the Organization of African Unity Conference in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, on July 29, 1987, Sankara proclaimed that, and I quote, debt is another form of neo-colonialism, one in which the colonialists have transformed themselves into technical assistants. Actually, it would be more accurate to say technical assassins. End of quote. He added that, and I quote, debt in its present form, levelly organized reconquest of Africa under which our growth and development are regulated by stages and norms totally alien to us. It is a reconquest that turns each of us into a financial slave or just plain slave and of what. Sankara experienced the debt crisis that ravaged economies of African countries in the 1980s. But I wonder how we would react to the piling debt that risks depressing economic growth and development for some African countries today. In a speech delivered at the First National Conference of the Committees for the Defense of the Revolution on April 4th, 1986, Sankara remarked about food as an antithesis of economic independence. He stated that, and I quote, through massive production, we must do away with this food aid, which is an obstacle in our path, creating and instilling this habit in our minds, these instincts of beggars and welfare recipients. We must succeed in producing more, producing more because it is natural that he will feeds you also his will. The second principle of Sankarism is gender parity and women emancipation. It is a polit- in a political orientation speech delivered on October 2nd, 1983. Sankara stated that, and I quote: "The genuine emancipation of women is one that entrusts responsibilities to women that involves them in productive activity and the different fights the people face. The Sankarist feminist ideals are genuine with Sankara noting that we must have a correct understanding of the question of women emancipation. It is not a mechanical equality between men and women Acquiring habits requirements of male. That's not the emancipation of women. Nor will acquiring diplomas make women equal to men or more emancipated. A diploma is not a free pass to emancipation. The third tenet of Sankarism is, an, is environmental conservation. With Sankar overseering, planting, of over 10 million trees. The fourth basis of Sankaraism is economic emancipation of the peasants. Sankara facilitated redistribution of land from feudal lords to peasants which led to an increase in agricultural production. In particular, wheat production rose in three years from 1,700 kilograms per hectare to 3,000 800 kilograms per hectare, making the country food self-sufficient. The fifth maxim of Sankarism is affordable health care for all. He implemented policies to facilitate affordable maternal and infant care immunization against communicable diseases that led to vaccination of 2.5 million children. Raising the masses' awareness of the need to acquire good habits of hygiene. The sixth principle of Sankaraism is minimalism. Sankara rejected material excesses that defined the lives of African politicians, as stated by and I quote: "As president, he lowered his salary to." a month and limited his possessions to a car, 4 motorbikes, 3 guitars, a fridge and a broken freezer. Additionally, he refused to use the air conditioning in his office on the grounds that such luxury was not available to anyone but a handful of buckinabes. Furthermore, he sold off the government fleet of Mercedes cars and made the Renault 5, then the cheapest car sold in Burkina, Faso. the official service car of the ministers, and he reduced the salaries of all public servants, including his own, and forbade the use of government chauffeurs and first-class airline tickets. The seventh basis of Sankarism is Pan-Africanism. Sankara religiously believed that a united Africa was capable of charting its own course of development. The eighth basis of Sankarism is intellectual liberation. It is pretty hard to fight for any cause, especially for the progress of Africa, without being knowledgeable about issues of concern, especially historical issues no wonder that Sankara emphasized the importance of reading and writing. The ninth principle of Sankarism is provision of affordable housing for the masses, noting that, and I quote, we must undertake a vigorous policy to end real estate speculation and the exploitation of workers through rent gorging by setting reasonable Rapidly dividing neighborhoods into lots and undertaking large scale construction of modern residential homes in sufficient numbers and accessible to workers. The tenth basis of Sankarism is non conformity with the conventional way of doing things. In a 1985 interview with Swiss journalist Jean. Philip Trump, Sankara stated that, I like, quote, you cannot carry out fundamental change without a certain amount of madness. In this case, it comes from nonconformity, the courage to turn your back on the old formulas, the courage to invent the future. So, can we dare to invent Africa's future in Sankara's vision? Although African countries have made notable progress, existential threats such as debt, climate change, and environmental degradation, poor housing, poor health care, food insecurity, corruption, and neocolonialism and imperialism, Encumber growth and development for all. We must dare to confront these threats by speaking truth to power and taking individual responsibility. That's how we can honor Sankara, whom I passionately describe as an unconformist, a fearless intellectual, and a leader who came before his time. Thank you for tuning in. Listening, please dare to invent the future.